FM. Yeah, we're back again. It's Heritage Day and uh, otherwise is here to celebrate the day with you. My name is Shadow Twala. Hazel Makuzen is a producer and uh, Fordyce is our technical producer for today. And uh, the, our number, you may contact us on 0892 10 2010. Uh, email otherwise at safm.co.za. Tweet at otherwise safm or at Shadow Twala. And you're listening to Otherwise on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Today we speak with Lindy van Hasselt, who's an artist. She's also a zoologist. Um, she's She's got an exhibition which opened on the 11th of September and it runs until the 10th of October. And it's called Hair Retage, an exhibition of ceramic and mixed media sculptures and a tribute to the storytellers of Africa. She joins us on the phone in a few minutes. And then we speak to a well-known professional storyteller who will bring the Heritage Exhibition to life with storytelling sessions uh, during this exhibition, and her name is Nomsa Mdlalose. Uh, we continue the program to talk to Jessica Mbangeni, who is a praise poet and uh, is releasing an album uh, soon, a music album, at, on the 26th, in fact, of this month at the Lyric Theatre. We'll talk about her because she's not only, yeah, she's not only just a singer, but she, she does so many things and de deals in clothing and design as well. We'll chat to her. And then finally, I found this very exciting book called Girls on Fire. And it's, a, it's written by Camilla Commons, and it, it's a, it just prepares you from what sort of braai you need to, to, for a cookout, how to prepare your fire, how, what meals you can make on it, and eventually how to clean it up and put it away. I love it. I love it. So we're going to talk about that. But I thought now that storytelling is a very heavy theme for our day today, uh, I thought we'd just get a, a, a lunch bite on, on storytelling and it's taken from Marguerite Poland's book called Sambane's Dream and it's about storytelling. It says, I believe that without stories, both to entertain and instruct, childhood would be very much the poorer. All children need stories, both those from the past and those that are shaped by the contemporary world in which their own more immediate experiences are reflected. The telling of tales has always played a vital part in the shaping of the child's beliefs and values in those literate and non-literate societies, and the role of the storyteller has been an important one. Perhaps it is through listening to and telling stories that this guiding voice may be discovered by the child and by those still wise enough to listen and to know that every child has the right to live and grow, learn and hope in freedom together. Hello. How are you? Thank you for talking to us on a holiday, but I know you've been very busy today. We have been very busy today at the Origin Centre. It's been a fabulous morning. How did the walkabout happen? Walkabout was fantastic, and we had a bunch of, of, of people, with kids and adults, and we had storytelling, and we've got 3D printers printing sculptures, and it's just been a fascinating morning. Well, I'm fascinated to hear about that because it's, I've never seen, I can't imagine how that happens. But tell us about heritage. Well, as, as you said earlier, it's a play on the word, hair, as in hair, as in the rabbit. Mm -hmm. um, 
And uh, I was inspired to do these sculptures through reading books to my child. He absolutely loved the African myths and, and, and stories. Mm-hmm. And every time I read a story, there was a central figure, or many of the stories anyway, had a central figure of the hare, who's this mischievous, trickster, funny guy <laughs> who always gets the better of the big guys and the strong guys. <laughs> and he just appealed to me enormously. And... Um, you also mentioned Marguerite Poland's book, Sambani's Dream, yes. and I was really fascinated by this whole issue of our dying oral traditions and our oral culture that is dying and how important it is. And, and I started to read up about how fabulous these oral uh, storytellers are and what, what storytelling does in a home and the, the, the messages that can come through stories and the knowledge that children achieve through stories. and the connections people get in families who are sitting around the gogo or the granny or the mother or the father. Mm. And I just felt that this art of, of, of oral storytelling really should be celebrated and, 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 and talked about. And I decided to do a series of sculptures. And, and I, 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 I'm not too sure what sort of materials you use, but from the pictures that I see, they, 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 they're they beautiful because they, they, some of them show the ears up and the ears down and, 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 you know, they're different sizes. How did you decide, you know, what expression to give them? Well, I took it from the story. So I read many, many books. Mm. And a lot of the stories come from Zambia or Malawi or South Africa or, across Africa, but very often it's the same theme throughout the story. Mm. So I just chose the stories that appealed to me, that I, that I just imagined this is what the hair looked like. You know, sometimes sad, sometimes naughty, sometimes <laughs> wicked. Um, and I use ceramics, so I use clay. Mm. And so they're all done with clay, and then they're fired, and then they are glazed with um, underglazes and oxides, and then they're fired again. And then I've mounted them on on different pieces of rock or driftwood, which is why we called it mixed media. Mm. And those pieces were chosen very carefully. They all came from very, very special places, particularly where the sand people, the Bushman people have been or the strunk loopers were. So mm. the rocks or the bits of wood that they are on are also very meaningful. Now, are you, are you willing to part with these? Because I'd, I'd like to believe that people may fall in love with them. Uh, I am willing to part with them. I have to admit, it, it, it does break my heart, but <laughs> it's a bit like the SPCA, you know. Is my dog going to a good home? I've I know. <laughs> i got to interview the people before, <laughs> but they are for sale. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> I am willing to part, so long as they're going to a good home, and I'll vet that home. <laughs> and will your children want, does your child, I mean, they, 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 it's all about your child, right, that you came up yes. with this idea. It is, and and he is a bit grumpy about some of them. Particularly, there's a, there's a little side exhibition of of Netsuke-inspired objects, and these are these tiny little beautiful carvings that they are 3D printing today at at the Origins uh, Center. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's fallen in love with those. They're small; they're about three centimeters by three centimeters, and they're very tactile. And they're very you just want to kind of hold them and rub them. And he's there's one that isn't sold that he keeps saying, don't sell it, don't sell, don't sell that one, mum. It's mine, mummy, it's mine, mummy. <laughs> but now, listen, I need to, I need to get it into my little head because I, I can't imagine how this 3D thing works. So please explain it as if you're explaining it to your child. Okay. It's, 
it, uh, it, the reason that I that I asked the uh, Robo Beast people to come in, can you believe it? It's called Robo Beast. It's not a fabulous <laughs> name. No, not the 3D printer is called Robo Beast. Um, because I'm also fascinated by this. You can take a three. You can take any object. You can scan it with a very special scanning system. Mm-hmm. Then you can literally print it. And the printer. There are five printers here printing as we speak, and it's printed with a kind of nylon whatever it is, stuff that, that melts as it, as it goes through the nozzle. And it actually prints the thing in 3D. Wow. So we've taken, they've scanned all my little Netscape-inspired objects, mm-hmm. and they are printing them. So they're coming out as these lightweight 3D models, exactly the same, exactly the same size and, and, and detail, and it's utterly extraordinary. I, I would love to see that because I. No, I, I, I mean the museum is open till till five. So if anybody's you know got nothing to do this afternoon and they've had their bribe, <laughs> um, I really would recommend that you come and and it's a fascinating company because the young man who started it he designed one of these things. He won an award, and um, it's now it's now his business. Um, and it's it's. It's, it's really the most fascinating thing to see, and people are, are completely fascinated. It's taken the focus completely off my exhibition, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's crowded around the 3D printers. But Quentin Harley now has these printers, of a, a, a sort of one that can do really high detail, and then a smaller printer. And they, 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 they are becoming more and more affordable. I mean, the smaller 3D printer is 20,000 rand. But you can imagine in a few years, we'll be buying a 3D printer along with your normal printer. Fantastic. It sounds amazing. No, it is, it's quite extraordinary. And, Lindy, is, is he there throughout with the exhibition, or is it he, just for today? No, just, it's only just today. You know, it's, I mean, they, they've, they've, yeah, they, they've hauled these things in, and they've come from uh, Centurion, and um, it's, it really is, uh, is, is just for today. And we just wanted to kind of offer something special. And the museum is free today, mm-hmm. so anybody can pop in, you know, and uh, drop in at no cost and uh, and uh, come and have a look because it's really quite something. <laughs> Lindy, how did you and Nomsa get along? I mean, how did you come get to know well, each other? Well, I I was, I having got involved in, in, in these books and the storytelling and, and, and read so many books, I thought, you know, who is telling stories? Mm. And I started to ask around and I started to look around and I came across a number of storytelling circles. Obviously, the very famous story, and I can't pronounce her name properly, is Jinam Shloki. Mm-hmm. I yes. can't do the um, But Nomsa Ndlalasi, um, I came across her and her storytelling circle, and she she is a professional storyteller, and she's done an enormous amount of work on mm-hmm. our oral traditions. Um, she um, got a master's in storytelling mm. in the United States. Mm. Um, she's worked at Fitz University. She currently runs the Freedom Park Museum. Um, and uh, she's got a group of people, men and women, who do professional storytelling. And she's so passionate about how important storytelling is. Uh, and not, you know, not only African storytelling, it's all storytelling, whether it's Cinderella or the Three Bears or, you know, whatever. Mm. It's it's just the storytelling and 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 the kind of 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 connection and wisdom and information and morals that they pass on to our children. Fantastic. So she is. She did two sessions this morning with a wonderful apprentice storyteller, majestic, and the kids absolutely loved it. It was fabulous, and we're hoping to get some schools in next Friday as well 
So if any schools are interested in coming in, and um, they can get hold of Origins Museum and to bring a busload of kids, and we'll have Nomsa and probably Majestic back again on Friday afternoon next week. Fantastic. And well done. Well done. And, and we're going to be talking to Nomsa in a few minutes. But Origins, and how do we find more information, Linda? Do we, do we, Lindy, I beg your pardon, do we uh, give your face, Facebook page or? Yes, or you can, you can uh, look at my Facebook page, which is just Facebook backslash whatever it is, Lindy Ceramic Sculpture. Mm-hmm. Um, and or you can go to the Origins website, which is www.origins.org.za. Mm-hmm. Or you can, uh, so I'm going to have to give out my, my email address if anybody wants to contact me, which is lindy, L-I-N-D-Y, mm-hmm. dot R, mm-hmm. at global, mm-hmm. And then if anybody's interested in, in the, uh, the 3D printers, they can go to robobeast.coza. Robobeast.coza. Robobeast, yes. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> From this to hair, hair to be yeah, well. very appropriate. <laughs> Thank you so much, and well done. Congratulations, and I hope you still get uh, lots of uh, feet coming through uh, at, at Origins up until 5 o'clock. I'm sure people Thank will you. come Thank through. Thank you, Shadow. And then, you know, there's a big Absa City Festival next weekend, and Origins is part of that. And a fantastic evening called Night at the Museum on Friday. And Heritage will be part of that, and there will be craft beers being sold and food and a band, and so that's also something to look look out for. I'm sure we'll talk to you again about so many things that you do as well, okay? Lovely. Thank okay, you. Thanks, Lindy. Thank you so much, Take care. Bye-bye. That uh, exhibition opened on the 11th, and if you have time this afternoon, it sounds exciting, especially to see what Robo Beast is doing. And it closes on the 10th of October, um, but if you want more information, origins.org.za, lindy.r, lindy with a y, dot r, a global, dot co, dot za. You may visit her Facebook page, Lindy Ceramics Sculpture. But I'm excited. Coming up is Nomsa Mdalose, who um, is a professional storyteller. I didn't know you could have professional storytellers, especially um, who go and study, you know, university for it. So I'm learning a lot today. And we talk to Nomsa after this. Otherwise, on SAFM. Very excited to be talking to Nom Samdla Loss, who's a professional storyteller, storytelling consultant, and a sessional lecturer. She's been in the field of storytelling for over 20 years. Her storytelling and linguistic experiences and expertise have afforded her opportunities to teach storytelling, run workshops, and write stories for different communities, as well as to lecture African linguistics and African oral and written literature at the University of Vatvatasrand and the University of Johannesburg, respectively. And I, all I need to ask is, Nomsa, what don't you do? Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. <laughs> thank you, Nomsa. I wanted, hello, 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 I wanted to read this whole thing about you having and then working on your B, your PhD dissertation on stylization in modern storytelling, I'm which I want, I want us to talk about that as well. But t- uh, tell us a story that you told this morning, first of all. Oh, well, it's a long story, but it's in the form of a call and response song, like a, a, a chant. It's in the form of chanting. Mm-hmm. It's a story of a, of a frog and a, 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 who had a problem. 
because the king of the water, which is the snake, and the king of the land, which is the the lion, Ipubesi, came came together to decide that each and every animal should start paying rent wherever they <laughs> they, they live. So those who live in the water, like fish, like crabs, like uh, mm, sharks, they have to pay rent to the snake. And those who live in, on land, the cows, uh, buffaloes, whatever, they have to pay rent. And now this frog had a problem because now he, is, he lives in the water and on land at the same time. And he didn't have enough money to pay both places. And he didn't know what to do. In the end, he decided that he's not going to get involved. And he's not going to pay anything. He was just dig and dive until I don't know when. <laughs> So when he when he would meet a snake, he would say, "No, I paid my rent last month to the to to the to the to, to the lion because I actually live on land mm-hmm. these days." <laughs> and then when he meets the lion, he would say, "No, no, no, actually because I was living on water, so I paid my rent in water <laughs> to to the snake." But then one day the two kings, the snake and the and the lion, came together, and there the frog came. And of course, he was shocked. He was uh, he was scared and didn't know what to say. Well, the animals, okay, they're long and short of the story. Although they, all the animals get involved, got involved, and they decided, and they came up with different ideas how this can be solved. The moral the of end, the story is the yeah. The end of the story is that when he is young, he will pay in the water. <laughs> As it grows older, you will pay on land to the land. (laughs) 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 Wonderful story. But tell me if, if, if one can use the same story in different languages and have the same effect. Well, well, the story was told in Isizulu. Yeah, that's why I'm asking you because yes. I, I, I can imagine uh, it, 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 it was more detailed in Isizulu and w- was probably um, painted a, a bigger picture, really, uh, yes. than, than, than came through in English. Yeah, yeah, than the synopsis that I'm, uh, yeah, um, mm-hmm. I'm presenting in English. Mm-hmm. I, I guess the, 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 the challenge would be the, 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 the rhythm of it. Mm-hmm. Because if you're doing it in a chanting form, there is a lot of rhythm that goes with it, mm-hmm. and also the language, the linguistic uh, linguistic aspect of it is very important. So probably it won't be exactly the same, but it's doable mm-hmm. with 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 practice and yeah, finding the rhythm that will fit the English language. It, it, it's doable. Now, tell us where your love for storytelling came from and how you decided that was going to be your profession. Oh, yes. Um, I think that's a good question because um, I I think it's something that you grow up doing but not aware that you're doing it. Mm -hmm. I I grew up playing a lot of games, not necessarily listening to stories because I, I grew up um, uh, with my father, uh, so I, I never listened to stories as, as such. In a way that I'm aware that I'm listening to stories mm. as much. But you would tell stories when we when we when we play. But I know that I used to tell my stories in games as a child. So I was involved in in the art in that way. Mm. Getting into professional storytelling or in a con. Uh, institutionalized form of uh, uh, art, uh, traditional art, was through uh, 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 frustration, I would say. Uh, um, yes, you said I was 
telling us, I've been telling stories for 20 years. That maybe you're revealing my age, but I'm not going <laughs> to say it exactly. <laughs> no, you, you could have started at five years old. <laughs> uh, oh, say well, yes, well, if, 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 if that's the case, it's even more than 20 years. Then. But, 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 but yeah, uh, it was because I couldn't find a job anyway. Mm. And it took me almost over... Uh, 10 years or close to 10 years to finish my matric. Can you believe that? Wow. And then I thought getting into township art or uh, acting in local communities would be a, a, a good way to get myself uh, money and, and a living out of it, which never happened anyway. <sighs> so that's how it, uh, um, yes, I got into the, not into storytelling, into acting. Oh, you started then acting, I, yes. Yes, I started acting. When I, 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 I proceeded with my art work, I met Trina in the, yeah, in the field. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and I was introduced to storytelling. I, was, I studied acting at the Market Theatre Laboratory, mm-hmm. one of the first students there. And Trina was to come there to, do run, to run workshops of storytelling. That's how I knew about storytelling. But when I got into storytelling, uh, I realized that, um, okay, first of all, it was comfortable because uh, you would perform alone, although you're scared in the, in the beginning. But it's flexible because if you're in a play, even if you cannot make it, you still have to come to work. Mm. But with storytelling, it's a little bit flexible. And then, but then as time went on, I realized I'm learning a lot from storytelling. I'm learning my culture. And most of it, I learned to speak English. Because when, when I finished, when I, I finished my metric, or even if I didn't finish, when I, I did my metric, I couldn't speak the language. Hmm. Uh, really. Yeah, it was really almost impossible. But as I continued telling, the story, telling stories in English, sometimes memorizing them word by word, mm-hmm. I, I realized that I'm, I was gaining vocabulary. I was gaining the structure of, this, of, of, of structuring the sentence. And it, it, I was comfortable and confident in, in the language, English language. So there, I, I learned a, a new skill, language. Uh, I learned my, the culture also what does it mean what does it mean to die the issue of dying and i learned that while i was playing games as a child i was learning different things i was learning about sex without anyone mentioning it Hmm. and without practicing it and so so i i I thought okay this is powerful and uh, yeah i think that's what made me stay Although that's not the reason why I got to storytelling. I got to storytelling because I was looking for a job. Mm. And I'm so glad you, you, you were jobless because we wouldn't have you telling <laughs> stories today. Uh, what an interesting story because I want to know, uh, we, you were part of a, a, a draft a copy of a storytelling curriculum for higher learning in 2010. Mm. Yes, yes, yeah. The, my, my, yeah, the organization is in Kwesugela uh, story. Yes, we we we're still busy with that. Well, it takes so, time. Okay, it it, it does yes. take time, but I'm glad that you 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 part of that. But um, you got together with with uh, 
other storytellers and folklore uh, involved in the field of folklore and indigenous knowledge systems to to find the mm-hmm. role of traditional storytelling in modernity. Uh, you had that discussion, and I, and I want to know if you're able to share with us if you got to um, to a consensus of, of of what the role is. Yeah, well, um, um, if you're referring to the conference, the, the folklore conference yes. that has just happened in uh, Grahamstown, in the Eastern Cape Roads University. Yeah, uh, yeah, the the the, the, the cultural uh, the people they come together. And we discuss issues. All right, my, my paper was on one of the themes that how can modern technology be used to promote and preserve culture? Mm-hmm. And so my paper was on that and inspired by the idea of a young woman who has taken stories, African stories. And the, the, the idea is to put the stories into dolls. And the dolls will tell stories. Oh, that's so sweet. So uh, apart from TV, apart from radio, which also tell uh, uh, stories of for children, and some of the content for, for television is drawn from uh, a, a cultural material. Mm. And uh, apart from that, there are other avenues of, of, of technology, symbol like dolls, that I never thought of it. And I was wondering, why didn't this idea come to me? <laughs> <laughs> You've got too much going on. You've got too much going on. It's like, yeah, there's something fishy here. Um, <laughs> someone is sabotaging my creativity. <laughs> so, yeah, so I was fascinated. So I wanted to, yeah, I wrote about that, although it's not, it's not published. I'm still working on the paper. But this happened about two weeks ago. Okay. Will you but, share it with us when you do, when, when, when it is finished? Because I think it would make for interesting reading, but also interesting discussion um, around storytelling and, and mm-hmm. how we can especially uh, use use the art of language and, and the art of speaking uh, f- for it to it, and use it in this in this new technological age that we live in yes 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 i will i will definitely do that and yeah i'm mean, just fascinated about the exhibition the, the the link not the link but the integration of the living heritage and the non-living heritage, mm-hmm. like, like the sculptures of the of the hair, and there we are. Like Majesty was here, a very good storyteller. He's doing my, his masters at, at, at dramatic arts at Zit, and he was telling the stories on on the hair or rabbit. Mm-hmm. And and so it was really uh, something out of this world. And people are still going in and out of the museum looking at the exhibition. So that also was. Well, I'm, to- I'm told you're back there next week, Friday. You'll be back, uh, so we'll tell people to come and hear you tell stories again next yes. Friday. Yep. Um, but I, I, I just want to ask one thing. You know, everyone thinks every time we talk story, uh, storytelling or stories, we're talking of a, a gog or somewhere in Africa under a tree or under a hut. And yet I want to, and I want to believe that every culture has has a, a, a has a or every nation has a culture of storytelling am i correct it is very correct yes and and 
I think that's what we are being told. And, and in fact, that's what we see. Because I say um, colonization and all the segregation about it made it to be like that. Mm-hmm. Because storytelling was not actually even for caucus. And uh, Professor of Mayor of Vets wrote that men were, were in the forefront of storytelling. Really? Even in the courtyard. And in one of the books, they do say that even the knowledge of how animals behave was known mostly by men because they were hunters. Mm. And they will bring it back to the village or to the people. And people will use the information, create stories around that. And men would tell stories. Mothers would tell stories. Not only Gokos, but because of the Gokos now, they live, they, they stayed behind. And they were the ones who take care of children, they, they, they stayed with a tradition. It, it was as if it originated with them, but not necessarily the case. Yes, there were uh, 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 instances where in, in the family setup, the grandmothers would tell stories, but mm. in the community uh, space, men would tell stories. Women, younger women would also tell, would tell stories. Even young men doing the, whatever they do in the field, looking after cows or cattle, they told stories. So it was the skill of every person in the village. Mm. And it, 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 it wouldn't be for children only because it, it, the, the education that you get from stories, some of it is, is, is not in the, in, in the, on the level of children. So even adults used to be told stories because they are adult stories. Mm. Even including this one, when I tell the story for, for, for audiences, thinking it, I mean, uh, bringing the, the old tradition into now, they now think of the Etoll. Someone is saying, now I was thinking of Etoll. Who has to pay Etoll? <laughs> I'm a visitor here. I don't really. <laughs> because of the different levels, different meanings in one story. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> South African, eh? Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah, so yeah. unique. We are so unique. Uh-huh. Listen, I, I'm, I'm so, no, I'm sorry. We must talk again because I want to ask you about your 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 practice of Buddhism and all of those other things that you do. But we we don't we will put it away for another time. Okay, no. And uh, I want you to continue saying Guasuga Sugel. Oh, Thank you. Is there any way anyone can get hold of um, you or, or your work? Do you have a website? Yeah, I do have a website that's not taken care of. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's there. But what's what's your what's your what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Yeah, well, I do. I, my my, my email. phone number is open. E- uh, email. email, yes. Mm. You can say nomsa at zintomi at is z i n for Nelly, mm-hmm. T for Tisha, mm-hmm. S for mm-hmm. Sugar, O for Open, M for Mama, I for Indy. Yeah, Zinsomi? Okay, Nomsa at zinsomi.co.za. Yeah. I love talking to you. Thank you so much, my sister. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Matala. And we'll talk again soon. Huh? Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Bye bye.